Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome to week 10 of the Bagels and Locks podcast with Davey Bagels. My name is Chase Fedorsky. Davey's coming at us nice and hot after having a few cold ones uh, watching a college football game. We're recording this late at night. Um, this is actually back-to-back nights I'm recording a podcast after 11.45, so my sleep schedule is shit, and uh, my social life is kind of going by the wayside with it, but that is Okay. Dave, I had a take that I wanted to give, but you said you had a good lead in for it, so lay it on me. Yeah, I just want to let our listeners know that the Bagels and Locks podcast that you've come to love is unfortunately coming to an end. Um, Chase and I have agreed to convert this to a pop culture podcast, so we won't be giving you sports betting or talking about uh, bets going forward, or more importantly, uh, looking back on our bets from previous weeks. We're just going to talk about the dress that Rihanna's wearing and who Taylor Swift is dating. So, um, yeah, we're going to we're gonna talk for about an hour on that. Chase, you want to kick us off? You know how fucked you would be if we actually did a pop culture podcast and you were doing it with me? Would I be fucked because you know nothing about pop culture or because I know nothing about pop culture? You would be fucked because I could talk about this shit for hours on end. Perfect. Sounds like we got a lot of content. All right. Here are my two, t- three takes of the week then. Um, take number one. I see a lot of movies. I saw my movie of the year this week. Movie of the year. This is like for our listeners who are not as used to pop culture. This is like Lakshmir of the week, but for cinema. Uh, the Holdovers with Paul Giamatti. Fantastic film. Alexander Payne, UCLA alum, great screenwriter. He's done uh, Elections, Sideways, The Descendants. A lot of great movies. Hit on all cylinders. Really made me happy. Tell us what it's about, Chase. Why don't you give us a little bit of a... Because I don't want to spoil it. And honestly, it's one of those movies that they've so heavily advertised the last couple months. Um, if you watch TV, you'll see it. Take number two. I have a deep, deep distrust of machines and AI technology. The AI thing is twofold. One, it's absolutely fucking destroying my industry right now, the voiceover industry. Oh, two, because AI can do the voices instead of your guys? That's fucked up. It's not even so much that, to be honest, because like they still can't really evoke human emotion, so they still want the real thing, but it's more you could take my client's voices and repurpose it, however. Oh, that's fucked up. Without they compensation. That's, your clients. That, that's the spark notes of the SAG strike. Read more about it. Um, and, you know, I, I love the Terminator movies, so that's pretty self-explanatory about why I don't trust AI. However, big win for the AI community today, AI and machine learning, and shout out to Peter, Peter Jackson. Uh, of Lord of the Rings and King Kong theme, the fucking Beatles put out a new single today. Whoa, was it good? Uh, it was pretty good. It's like pretty emotional. John singing. Credit to Paul and Ringo for finishing it up. Um, so the Beatles' new single, and I saw another movie tonight. I saw Priscilla, and um, I didn't see the movie Elvis, the Austin Butler movie. I know it got a lot of praises and that, but having seen this movie. I know the fifties were a different time. Elvis Presley is what you would have fit. Uh, you would call in society today a sexual predator. What was he really? I thought he was just like a fat dude in a white suit. Dude, he started hooking up with his wife Priscilla when she was fourteen. E, how old was he? Seventeen, I hope. Twenty-four. Ooh. Like he was. I'll put it this way: he was already Elvis, and she was fourteen. It's a tough look, especially if you're like the biggest sex icon in the world and, you know, you, you kind of have your 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 pick of, of well, women that date you and you go what, for the- That's what her dad says to him in the movie. She's, he's like, you have your pick of any woman in the world. Why am I- He doesn't actually say that we're a 14-year-old daughter, but like, that's kind of the insinuation. I guess like, I'm not going to use the word to his credit because there's no credit here. No, don't use those words. Those would be bad words to use on a he, public podcast. He doesn't sleep with her until she's over 18. So so what does he do for four years? They just like hold hands and go to the mall? A lot of making out, a lot of lying in bed. But it's like there's like certain scenes where she's like 15, 16 years old and 
He's taking her out of town. They're drinking. She gets he gets her like kind of hooked on. It's just like it was a great movie. The movie Priscilla I would highly recommend. But I sat there and cringed a lot. The king is uh, not a great human being. It appears. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually think we should go back to sports betting because this is horrible. And you, the, we did pop culture for how long we've been airing for five minutes. And it's just gone down the most disgusting places. Sports never goes here. Let's go back. That that was my grand plan. I knew I'd get us back to football by talking about, uh, you know, Elvis grooming his eventual wife. Um, All right. Last week I was, I got to find this. My notes are a little disorganized. Uh, Last week I was two and, or, oh, I was three and two last week. Oh, fantastic. I thought I was two and three. Um, 21, 18, and one on the year. The losses were Texas minus three versus the Panthers. You had said it seemed like a trap game. You were correct. Bryce Young gets his first win as an NFL starter. Oregon State minus three and a half at Zona. Zona won this game outright, heading into a big game against UCLA this week. Uh, The wins. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Michigan State did not cover against Minnesota. Minnesota minus seven hit. Eagles minus six and a half hit versus the Commanders. Um, but shout out to the Commanders for, you know, that game went into, I don't think it went into overtime, but the Eagles only won by seven. Sam Howell bouncing back from a disastrous performance against the Giants with four touchdowns against the Eagles. Um, and Jags minus two and a half versus Steelers. Jags are six and two. Real sneaky six and two. Nice, dude. I'm happy for you. Three and two, that sounds like a like a really nice week. Um Let's jump in. Who's your Who's your first pick of the week? Do you want to just say the re- just say the record, and I won't make you say the picks? How about that? I don't really want to, honestly. Chase, why don't you go fuck yourself? Why don't you tell me your first pick of the week? Alrighty then. Uh, if you want to see Dave's picks, just go to the Instagram page. It's actually how I remember my own picks because usually, as soon as we record, if you look in my Instagram search history, it's like <laughs> it's like random Instagram model bagels and locks podcast, Star Wars memes. <laughs> Sounds like you got a pretty, pretty sweet Instagram feed. Um, all right, I'll say it because I'm 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 loyal to the podcast. Um, but it's getting really dark, honestly. And I don't know how long I can continue to suffer through this. You I are recording with the lights podcast. I, I come on this podcast and I just feel like I'm getting beat the shit out of every week because I try so hard to think about these picks. And to think about who the right team to bet is. And I put my hard-earned money on it. And every week, the NCAA and the NFL just shits down my throat. And I just, I can't get a fucking pick right. And you know, if it was a bad streak, if it was a couple weeks in a row, I could ride it out. But dude, we're going on three years in a row of just horrible gambling. And it's affecting my mental health. And it's honestly not affecting my financial health at least recently, because I've come to terms with the fact that these bets are going to fucking lose. So my unit sizes are down, but I feel stupid. It makes me feel stupid that I can't bet at a even a 40% clip like the rest of dumbass America has figured out to do. Um, can I make a suggestion? Uh, maybe just like a full change? Yeah, please. Okay, so uh, my friend Adam has a four-year-old child. And uh, I, I'm not saying conceive a child. Let, let me just get ahead of that one right now. That that's not going to solve any of your problems at all. But he often in our pick'em puts the two logos side by side and has his daughter basically just pay, point to the picture. So Are you saying I need a daughter? No, no. I'm Maybe saying goldfish. No, I'm Turtle? saying no. I'm saying you have Annie do that. Hmm. <laughs> Just pick, point out the logos and say, Annie, go. Honestly, I should just flip a coin because it's getting bad. Um, one and four this week for, I mean, let me look back at my past weeks. I think this is probably, yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't had an over 500 week since week one. And the last week five, two and three, Week six, oh and five, week seven, one and four, week eight, one and four. So it's just getting really hard. Um, to the listeners who have been listening to this, to the loyal listeners, 
who have been listening since week one of season one, which is now well over three years ago. Um, you guys are fucking idiots for not having faded me. I mean, if you had faded me, you'd probably be, and I'm not saying this to, to exaggerate, you'd probably be the best sports gambler in the world. I mean, I, I was 40% year one. Year two, I was 30 and change, I think like mid-30s. And this year I'm at 27.5%. So if you were on the other side of that and you were betting in the 60 to 70%, you'd be the best gambler in the world. Um, so shame on all of our listeners for not fading me. The evidence is glaring that I'm bad at this. And um, yeah, maybe one day I'll figure it out. Really quickly to run through them. Um, USC minus 10 and a half lost Rams plus six and a half lost bills minus eight and a half lost Colts plus one and a half lost. My only winner was NC state plus 10. They did went outright. So I was all over that one, but uh small consolation chase, give us your first pick. All righty. Uh, I'm attending my first college football game of the year this weekend. That's the well, yeah, normally I at least get out to like one UCLA game. And despite the fact that I've spent as many weekends in fucking California as I have in New York this football season, I have not gotten out to a uh, college game yet. Um, but I will be in New Jersey Saturday for to watch the number one team in the country, Ohio State Buckeyes, take on your 6-2 and two Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And no, I rode Rutgers a couple weeks ago. And I love Rutgers. Somebody said to me, they were like, oh, if Rutgers upsets Ohio State, would you be upset? I'd be like, fuck no. It would be Rutgers upsetting the number one team in the country. It'd be electric. And my family would be in shambles. And you get to storm the field. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sitting in the Rutgers section. So, yeah. I mean, that storm the field would be sick. I'd be jumping. I'm sure your uncle's going to the game. I'd be jumping on your uncle's shoulders and we're storming the field. It would be the best day of my uncle's life. And honestly, it would be the best day of my life if I went there. I mean, to beat the number one team in the country as Rutgers – that's pretty cool. All that said, though, I'm thinking Ohio State minus 18 and a half. Um, yeah. Rutgers got the job done and covered against Indiana. But again, I've seen this Rutgers offense play. You can make the you can make a strong argument. Ohio State has the number one defense in all of America. Rutgers doesn't have a ton of playmakers offensively. So I like the Ohio State defense to take charge early, force a few turnovers. Um, ultimately, end of the day, though, nobody in America has stopped Marvin Harrison. And I don't see Rutgers being the first team to do it. If you want a prop bet as well, that it's not super helpful to a lot of their, our listeners because a lot of them live in New York. But if you live in New Jersey or a state where you can bet on player props, I this weekend will be throwing a sizable, at least five-unit bet on Marvin Harrison plus 1,400 to win the Heisman Trophy. I hate to break it to you, but um, you can't bet on Rutgers games or Rutgers player props in New Jersey. So if you live in one of the other 48 states, I don't hate that bet. Well, um, I could still bet on Marvin to win the Heisman. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you but, can't uh, bet on him. But actually, thank you for reminding me of that because I'm going to place my college football parlay tomorrow now because – Yeah, they won't let you put Rutgers in it. That's, that's good looking out. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Clearly not here for the bets. Um To the extent anyone's interested in my opinion, I agree with you. I mean, Rutgers could easily get shut out in this game, and Ohio State's going to score at least three or four times. So 18 doesn't feel insurmountable at all. Um, All right, here's what I got for you this week, uh, to the extent anybody's listening and is finally going to decide to to fade away. Um, I got one of the only things that has served me well this season, and that's Pac-12 overs. So um, my two college football picks besides my Lakshmir are going to be Pac-12 overs. Um, I got Cal at Oregon over 59 and a half. Cal played an absolute barn burner last week with UNC. Uh, they scored a lot of points. Oregon's defense is better than, than USC's defense. Um, sorry, I think I said UNC before, but I'm talking about Southern California. Um, but still, I think Oregon's going to score a ton of points against the bad Cal team. And um, I think Cal has shown that their offense is, is pretty legit. So they should score a little bit and 59 and a half, at least in PAC 12 terms is uh, not that high. So I, I like this over. Do you want me to um, 
Are you taking another Pac-12 over or just this I'm one? taking two Pac-12 overs. You can guess the second one. All right. Just do your second pick now because I'm just going to group all my Pac-12 analysis into one if that's okay. Hey, look, you're our Pac-12 correspondent. So um, I'd also I'd also like – should I point out the first that we just had on the podcast when I went on mute while you were giving your pick? <laughs> what, what, what was it? Oh, that means you were very locked in. Um, I just went on mute and we just had our first in mid-podcast piss. Oh, did you take a piss? Nice. I did. That's good. That means you were very uh, vindicated in your pick if you didn't even notice that I got up, took my computer to the bathroom. <laughs> to the Bagels and Locks listeners, you've uh, you've now witnessed the Bagels and Locks first, the first uh, podcast here in the nation. And shout Thank out to you. Chase. He's a true pro. Just to, be clear. Not just, to, just to be clear. Thank God you guys didn't witness it, but... Yeah, good point. I didn't even witness it, so we're we're all good. Um, all right, the second. All right, so you took Oregon Cal. I mean, what is the USC UW over 77? 76 and a half. The same thing it was. Senator, listen, it, that's the same number it was UW Oregon, which is one of the few, one of the eleven out of forty bets that I've hit this year, um, and I hit it clean. Like it was seventy six or seventy five, and it was like in the nineties, um, and. USC's defense is way worse than Oregon's. UW's offense is probably the best in the country. Penix is for real. Um, I look, I think this this could easily be a triple digit total score. So I, I love this one. Don't be afraid of the big points. This is the Pac-12. These are good offenses. Uh, there's going to be points. There's going to be fireworks. All right, let me start with the UW USC one. Um, yeah, it's a lot of points, but this is going to be a shootout. I, I mean, USC has a JV defense. UW's pass rush isn't that great, and that's Caleb Williams' kind of Achilles heel. Um, so, yeah, I see this being mid-40s to low-50s for both teams. Uh, absolute shootout there. And then Oregon Cal, you know, look, I, my only concern is the Cal offense did look good last week. The problem was it came against the USC defense, and, and I honestly just think they're the defense this year that's going to make everybody good. Um, all that said, it was what you said, 59 and a half. Yeah. 59. It's not crazy for the Pac-12. Yeah. It's not that crazy of a total. I think Cal will still put up like 15 to 20 points. And that should um, be enough. And honestly, I, I, I know they lost to Washington, but that game was kind of a coin flip game with a couple late fourth downs right now, in my opinion, Oregon is playing the best football of any team in the country. What I they mean, did, I mean, they took a Utah defense that has been dominant for five, six years now and fucking dismantled them last week. I believe, I believe, I think Oregon's going to be in the playoff. I think they went out, beat UW in the Pac-12 title game, avenged that one loss, Ducks go to the playoff. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this because in the three years we've recorded this show, Bo Nix probably has lost more money for me than any other college football quarterback. Um, but he looks great. You know, I would even like him to be the quarterback of the Giants, which is crazy to say. If you mm. if I had heard myself say that last year, I would be I would be shocked. Um so look, I just hope one of your Pac-12 boys gets in the playoff because they're fun, they're good. It would just be classic Pac-12 for them to cannibalize themselves. The only reason I didn't bet. Um, UW in this game because that line was weird. It was only like three points. It's in, it's in, um, it's at USC. Would be because it's just it would be classic Pac-12 for USC to have like a bounce back game, beat UW here, who looks like the Pac-12 darling, and and for the conference to just continue uh, cannibalizing themselves. I'm not going to bet USC anymore because I keep losing money on them. But that's the reason I took this over. I wanted to bet this game because it's going to be fun. But, um, but yeah, I, tell me you can't see USC winning this game. It would be classic. Yeah, I mean, I'm used to it. I'm pretty numb to it at this point. Um, all right, my second college pick is going to be, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're taking Matt Rule and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They're going to be bowl eligible after this week. Nebraska minus three versus Michigan State. Um, I've made how I felt about Michigan State pretty clear, so I'm not going to reiterate that. Um, Nebraska, though, very quietly um, on a five-game – three-game winning streak. They beat in Illinois, Northwestern, and Purdue. Um, and in those last three Big Ten games, they've given up a combined 30 points. 
Matt Rule's got this D ready to play. I'm not saying Nebraska's back, but he has them on the right trajectory for year one in this program. And um, Michigan State's in shambles. Don't overthink it. No, Uh, it's classic Big Ten West football. Michigan State's not going to score on them. They'll score just enough to win. The line's only three. I love this one, too. I'll bet it with you. um, Okay, and then I have a lock of the week in college. but My lock of the week's in college, too. Let's do it. You go first. You hear that? You hear that noise coming? It's not the ambulance outside your apartment. It's not a taxi cab. It's not a homeless person. It's the lane train coming in through. We're going Ole Miss minus three versus Texas A&M. Fuck Jimbo Fisher, first of all. Just want to get that right out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Bad coach. Outside of Jameis Winston, bad coach. Um, I'm a believer in this Ole Miss team. Um, I don't think they're going to go to the playoff because I don't think they're going to win the SEC West. And, you know, that means – or who are they in the East or the West? They're in Georgia's half. Regardless, I don't think they went out, but uh, this offense is legit under Jackson Dart. I really like this team Kiffin's um, had going. Their only loss was to Bama. And, again, I just I, I just don't see Jimbo getting this team up for a big game. Ole Miss offense has looked so good the whole year. I have that big win against LSU earlier in the year. Back it up. Get your ticket on the NJ Transit app. The lane train's rolling through College Station. Ole Miss minus three. I, I don't have a view on this. Um, I can't get Ole Miss right. I never can. Um, it, it makes sense to me. Texas A&M, they, they, they feel like they can't win, uh, like, like they can't win the big game. So I'm with you. Um, all right. Mine, I got, this one was glaring to me, which probably means you should run the other way. I got Bama minus three versus LSU. Um, wait, this game's got to be at LSU, right? Has to be in Death Valley. No, wow. This game is in Tuscaloosa, and Bama's only minus three. So this is a rat line. This is a confirmed rat line. Bama's playing good football. LSU doesn't really have a lot of good wins under their belt. Um, they beat Mizzou a couple weeks back. But other than that, they, they haven't really beaten anybody. Um, they lost to Ole Miss, who, who can't really win the big game. Um, and I think that's just because LSU's not that good, and that wasn't a big game. I'm shocked that LSU's ranked, what are they ranked, 13? Yeah, they have no business being ranked 13. I think Bama rolls them. Um, I would like this line even if it was in Death Valley. So this is a this is a rat line to me. I'm going to eat the cheese. I'm probably going to eat crow after the game. Um, but it, it just, this, this seems like a line that's way, way too thin for a Bama team that's got a lot of good momentum. Do you know what the over is in this game offhand? I don't. Hold on, let me check. I think I would take the over. I, look, I think Bama should take care of business. I, there's nothing scarier, as we've seen so far this year, than a Nick Saban who feels he's been slighted. Um, and their offenses look really good under Jalen Monroe so far. My, my one concern is I, I just think Daniels is really good. He's right in the Heisman mix for a moment, for a reason. This feels like the game where if he plays well against Bama and they win, um, he could become a front runner after this week. All that said, though, um, if I was going to bet on it, I would – lean with you and roll tide. Yeah. I mean, like we've been talking about Bama to be the sneaky playoff team and like how this should be classic Saban to, to make a playoff run after he's feeling slighted and everybody's overlooking them after an early loss. And we're, and they're playing an LSU team that hasn't beaten anybody. They're, I think criminally overrated. Their ranking is total crap. So for this only to be three points, it just, it stuck out to me and that's why it's my Lakshmi of the week, but you know, um, my Lakshmi have not done so well. So, uh, if you're, if you're listening to this, do with, uh, do with it what you will. All right. Over to the NFL. Yes, sir. The NFL board's weird this week. Cause there's just, there's so many games that are just in that one and a half. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of last week where like, everything were these big spreads and like these really good teams playing bad teams and all of these, um, all these home dogs this week, it's a little tighter. So it's a little harder, but it should be better watching at least. Um, I mean the game that we, that you want to preview, I don't know if I'm going to take any action in that game. Are you let, no, I'm not going to take any action. We're going to do a big game breakdown of uh, dolphins chiefs in, in Frankfurt. 
after our picks. So let's let's skip that and and uh, we'll do that later. All right. So here's my one. Uh, this is the first time I'm ever going to say this on the podcast, but um, it's the first time I'm ever concerned about my pick because of the ghost of the other team's medical staff. Um, all that said, I'm going to go Bengals minus one and a half versus the Bills. I know. You know, there's a lot of Demar Hamlin narrative coming into this game, and I get that. You know, the Bills are going to be fired up to you know win one for Demar, but at the end of the day, Demar Hamlin doesn't play. Um, and the Bengals are back. <laughs> Joe Burrow is fully healthy. This offensive humming. They took care of business against the Niners last week. You know, I, I watched the Chiefs kind of shit the bed against the Broncos. I know the weather was bad, and you know, Mahomes had the flu, but. I watched last week's outcomes and I go, wow, I feel really good about our week zero pod prediction of the Bengals reaching the Super Bowl. Um, and I think this just shows, look, the defense is so good for the Bengals. It has been the last couple of years. And Burrow's just proving those first couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, no kidding. He yeah, he just couldn't move. Now yeah. he can move and Jamar Chase is a lead again and the offense is humming. This Bills team, again, it's just outside of that Dolphins win they haven't really beaten anybody. You know, they came out flat in London. They were zombies against the Giants. They lost to the Pats. Even last week against the Bucks, the Bucks kind of hang around, hung around. They only ended up winning that game by six points. And you can't let a guy like Joe Burrow hang around. So um, for all those reasons, I'm Bengals minus one and a half. Yeah, I, this one's really hard. First of all, this is going to be an awesome game. This is Sunday night. Um, I don't disagree with anything you said. This does feel like it could be a total shootout that just comes down to who has the ball last. It feels like the Bills are are ready for a get-right game. They haven't looked good in four weeks now. They lost to the Jags. They barely beat the Giants. They lost to the Patriots, and they barely squeaked one out against the Bucks this past in the, week. In, in their defense, the one loss there, the Jags lost with hindsight doesn't look as terrible. No, the Jags look great. It's really the last three weeks where they've looked horrible. But it feels like there's too much talent on this team, at least on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is really banged up. But it feels like they should put it together offensively at some point. This just screams shootout to me. I don't know what the over number is, but I like it no matter what. Um, 49 and a half. Yeah, like this, This I think both of these teams will finish in the 30s or, or higher. Um, I don't know. I, everything you're saying is right. The Bengals are rolling. The Bills are reeling. But I, you could see this being a shootout that goes either way. And the spread is like, what? it's like Bengals minus, what is it, minus two? I got it at minus one and a half. And I minus just, one and a half and the Bengals are home. So I actually, I think I like your lean, but um, any anything could happen in this game. I concur. Um, all right. My first NFL pick. I, I, you know, for all the bad gambling I've done on this show, I actually haven't been that horrible on the season. Um, and this past week I had one of my best calls. I didn't talk about it enough on the pod and I regret that. Um, but I said the Texans were going to lose to the Panthers. I said that it was about time for, for the Panthers to get a win for Stroud to look pedestrian. Um, and that totally happened. I took the Panthers money line for big money and I made some change. Um, but I think this Texans team is, is frisky. They're not a playoff team, but I think they're going to win seven or eight games. Um, and I, I absolutely think this is where they get back on the right track against a bad Bucks team. Um, they are at home against the Bucks, and the line is only two and a half. I don't think they should be giving points to a Bucks team that's bad and, and poorly coached versus the Texans who are solid and well coached. Um, so I, I really like Houston minus two and a half uh, against the Bucks this week. I think they take care of business. They get back on the on the right track against the bad team. I all of a sudden have CJ Stroud starting in one of my fantasy leagues because Kirk tore his Achilles. So uh, he he's a great fantasy quarterback right now. He's a great regular quarterback. Yeah, poor one out for Kirk Cousins. That bummed me out big time. Um, yeah. If anything, he was probably validated because. Creed helped the Texas Rangers win the World Series. Um, but yeah, I, look, I I think the Bucs were fun to watch the first couple games of the year, but, you know, we're seeing the real Baker, and I just think 
there's certain guys who are outstanding coordinators and who just aren't head coaches. And I think that's Todd Bowles. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's the poster boy for like, you want him. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league, but he's not a head coach. Yeah. Todd Bowles, McDaniels. They're, they're just certain yeah. guys like that. Yeah. McDaniels is a Patriots guy. He's great under Belichick. I don't know that I'd want him as my offensive coordinator under anybody else. Bowles is different. He's a great defensive coach, but he's not a head coach. One quick non-NFL related aside, just to update uh, from the NBA preview two weeks ago. Uh, there's two teams less left in the quest for 10-0. and The Boston Celtics and Dallas Mavericks are both 4-0. Oh, shout out Ben. So if you're, uh, if you're well, on the Ben train. You're almost halfway there. Those are your guys. That doesn't feel great though. There's only two. Yeah. We, maybe we'll have to bring Ben on when, when they both lose to do a little There's bit. There's only of two and the Fugaz playing uh, in-season tournament starts next week. so Which will be really fun. Yeah, the courts look like somebody took acid and designed them, but that's a conversation for the other day, for another day. Uh, my second pick, you know, I liked the Seahawks plus five and a half at the Ravens, but I don't know. The more I thought about it, like Demon Deacon – Kenneth Walker, um, it's like kind of hurt still. And former Bruins, Zach Charbonnet is good, but hasn't had like a full workload yet. I don't know. Like the Seahawks should have lost last week, to be honest. Jamal Adams stuck his head out and got lucky and had a pick and they beat the Browns. So I'm going to avoid that game. I'm going to go over 46 and a half in the Cowboys-Eagles game. Both offenses look good. Both defenses are good, but Dak looked great last week. Jalen Hurts, I, I mean, A.J. Brown is – it's almost like we're not talking about A.J. Brown enough just because Kyrie Kill has 1,000 yards already eight games into the season. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be like a 27-24 fun NFC East matchup between two very solid all-around teams. I'd even say two good all-around teams. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I love – the Eagles minus three here. That's not my last pick, but it would have been my <laughs> would have been my third NFL pick. Um, look, the Eagles look like a wagon. They're one of the best five or maybe even three or two teams in the NFL. Um, and the Cowboys haven't really shown that they can beat anybody good. A lot like the Dolphins. We'll talk about that later. So for the Eagles to be minus three at home against the Cowboys, um, I, I love the Eagles this week. I like the over two. Um, the only problem with with betting overs in uh, in any Cowboy game is you're always liable to get a two or three interception DAC game, which will make them no, not. No, I hear you. But even the Eagles D, I mean, the Eagles D, which again, it means they could rebound, but Sam Howell put up 31 against them last week. The same Sam Howell who looked anemic against the Giants the week before. Yeah, look, the, the Eagles always struggle against the Commanders, but I – I still have a lot of faith in their defense. I know their secondary is a little banged up. Um, I don't know how healthy they are, to be honest, but their their offense is good. They're going to control the clock. They're going to run the ball. Um, and I, I look, I just think this Cowboys team is not real, and they're not going to show up against a good team, and the Eagles are definitely a good team. Let's go offense. Um, yeah. All right. You got my, one more. My last NFL pick um, – I'm going back to the well on a team that absolutely burned me last week. Please tell me you're not taking the Saints. No, 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 no. I don't take the Saints anymore. They're on the do not bet list, which is growing by the day. Um, and honestly, I'm going to take the Rams, who should be on the do not bet list, after I preached and preached about how they were going to cover against the Cowboys, and they got absolutely blown out. So I just want to clarify, I don't think the Rams are a good football team. I think they're bad. I think their offense can come alive at any moment, but I think they're they're a bad defensive team, um, and I think they're probably headed towards six wins, but they're playing another bad team. They're playing the Packers. Their offense looks horrible. Love looks horrible. They just look lost. So for, for the Rams to be giving three points at the Packers, I think I, think I like those points a lot. I think – more than likely they win this game. Um, and if they don't, I think it should be tight. I think it should be a horrible football game with two bad teams. Um, but I, I at least like them to cover. So I'm taking uh, Rams plus three at the Packers. And if the Rams blow this game, they will be firmly added to the growing 
do not bet list for me, which is, well, I don't know. I, I, this is my last chance at the Rams, but um, I don't know. The Packers suck. And so anytime they're, they're giving points, I'm going to take the other team, unless it's like the Cardinals or the Panthers or something. Yeah. I'm thinking Rams money line and all of my parlays this weekend. Yeah. Um, I love that. You know, again, I, I need to make sure Stafford plays. That's obviously a big what if. Um, but all that said, the Packers just look terrible. Yeah, I'm with I, you. If Stafford doesn't play, this is a different bet. Yeah, but I mean, Aaron Jones can't move, and Jordan Love doesn't look great, and LaFleur kind of looks like he's given up a bit. So, yeah, those are my thoughts there. Yeah, all right. So we're on the same page. Um Cool. So switching quickly to our, our usual segments, um, we're going to take a couple off this week. The bagel bet is the first one. As all of you guys know, I've been rock solid on betting Thursday night um, tackle assists overs. This week, I stretched a little bit, or I'm sorry, last week, I took Terrell Bernard over three and a half, even though my gut said he would go under. And I had some bad stats about his numbers in London versus the U.S. Some of those games were in the U.S. I thought they were in London. That's on me. But he went under. So now I'm 3-1 and one on those bets since the long break that we took at the beginning of the year. Um, but anyway, we're recording at 12-18 on Friday morning. So that bet's out the window. And honestly, I think we needed a break anyway. So there's no bagel bet this week. Um, the other bets... The other segment, sorry. Um, the bankrupt FanDuel parlay, I'm still cooking on something. I'm going to post it to our Instagram. I'm not going to tell you what it is tonight, but I'll tell you the flavor. Um, I'm going to do some reverse teasers. So instead of this usually being a 15-leg parlay, um, you know, with a lot of regular lines, I'm going to I'm going to tease the lines the other way, and I'm going to get this down to like eight legs. I got a bunch that I like. Um, but I'm still cooking on it. I got a couple of games that I need to figure out. I'll post this to the Instagram, but um, I, I think there's a lot of games this week where teams are like minus three or three and a half, and I think they'll win by 10. So I'm going to tease the lines the other way. I'm going to put an eight-legger together, and I'll, I'll show it to you guys. So also no bankrupt FanDuel parlay this week, at least for, for now on the pod. I'll give it to you guys on the Instagram. Um, and then quickly, promosexuals. Um, DraftKings is doing something that they haven't really done all year, which is instead of the 50% parlay boost, they're doing a hundred percent parlay boost um, on three leg same gamers or three leg regular parlays. So you could do this with a teaser. You could do this with a, with a same gamer or just a regular parlay, but anytime they're willing to give you a hundred percent boost up to 25 bucks, um, I think you got to hammer it all day long. So I don't have a parlay for you guys, but I think you need to make sure you hit that no matter what, because um, this is this is one of the better boosts we've seen all year. We dropped the ball on something. We dropped the ball on? College basketball starts Monday. Yeah, we did drop the ball. I'm, Although just, we, I'm just like fucking around on FanDuel right now. And I was like, oh, when did the game? It's like, oh, Monday. I, I honestly didn't appreciate this either. Um, I, I think our preview will be better for next week anyway. You know, a lot of these early games are weird. We'll, we'll, we'll give you guys a preview next next week. Um, we'll give you our college college basketball futures. They'll still be active. Oh, jeez. So that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I hate picking favorites, but uh, I'll just say right now, Kansas plus 1,100 to win the national championship is a spectacular pick. They're the one, right? Uh, them and Duke. The them, them, Duke, and Purdue are all plus eleven hundred. Uh, I don't. Is it Duke or Kansas? It's definitely not Purdue. I mean, those guys and Zach Eady will guaranteed not show up in the tournament. Um, but you know, if you want to take their regular season over, I'm sure they'll dominate in the Big Ten just like they did last year. It's kind of the same team. Um, I mean, I don't know who 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 else do we like and. In college basketball, who's got longer odds? I'm trying to think. I got to do a deep dive on this, but I actually something that I'm going to bet on when I'm home this weekend: Iowa women's basketball plus 800 to win the championship. Caitlin Clark's coming for blood this year. 
Yeah, I mean, after last year. Got, uh, got chirped in the national championship. She's going to be coming in ready to fight. Absolutely. In the LSU women's team. I like that. Maybe not the national championship. Like betting, betting college basketball championship futures are so hard with the tournament and the single elimination. Well, Dave, here's the thing. You can't bet on anything else women's college basketball on Vandal. So. That's fucked up. Vandal, get your shit together. Because you can bet everything on the men's side, and they're going to limit what you can do on the women's side. It's 2023, Fandle. Get your shit together. There we go. See, Elvis would never have stood for this shit. Yeah, oh, we're back to this. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right, Dolphins Chiefs. Oh, yeah, big game breakdown. Let's do it. Big game breakdown. So this game is in Germany. It's at, um, I think it's at, what, 930 Saturday? Yeah, Something. let me let me give you my thoughts first. Let me jump. Um, also, don't forget with gambling, don't forget to change your clocks. Ooh. So this game will really feel like it's at – well, when, when do the clocks change? Is it Saturday clocks night? Sunday, so it'll feel – Saturday to Sunday. So this game will be at 9.30. Be at 9.30, but feels like 10.30. Oh, right. We spring ahead. Okay. All right. So I had a lot of thoughts on this, and then I went to the bar tonight, and they completely shifted. So my original thoughts were the Dolphins haven't beaten anybody real – Their defense is a little bit fraudulent. They got Jalen Ramsey back, so maybe that makes a difference, but I think he's still settling in. Um, You know, they they got beat bad by the Bills and the Eagles, so I I think they need to prove to us that they're real, and I don't think this is the week that they'll prove that, or at least I didn't think this is the week that they would prove that against the Chiefs team that's going to be out for blood after a bad Broncos loss. But, but, an important but, which I didn't realize until tonight. There's only one team that's in Germany right now, and it's the Dolphins. The Chiefs are on a flight. They're on a flight right now over the Atlantic. They're going to land Friday morning in Germany for an early Sunday game. We've seen this twice. The Texans flew out late, got their asses kicked. The Bills flew out late, got their asses kicked, and looked super sleepy. I think I think we're really seeing that you got to fly out early. Otherwise, the time difference kicks your player's ass, um, especially this week. It's a six-hour difference in Frankfurt versus five in London. So I, I, I think you got to take that into account. And, um, the, I mean, the, the, the track record is clear. Like, if you fly out late – you come out sleepy and you look like shit. So that hugely favors the Dolphins. I don't know. I don't know if that makes a difference. Um, I'm pretty torn on this game. I don't even have a lean. It's going to be fun to watch, but I don't know. Do you have, do you have a feel? All right. Here's some narratives um, at play. And that, that was a very good analysis. I did not realize the Chiefs aren't there yet. Yeah. Um. So everything you said about the Dolphins is true. They did give up a lot of points against the Eagles and the Bills. Big X factor, though. Jalen Ramsey came back last week. Chiefs wide receivers suck as it is. Jalen Ramsey came back and immediately had a pick um, last week against whoever the Dolphins beat. Um, (laughs) All but just to say, I think the defense has changed a little bit for Miami. Look, it's it's hard because uh, again, I I am a believer in this Dolphins team. It's just so hard for me to picture the Chiefs leaving losing two games in a row. Um, I would take Kelsey unders because Taylor's not there, and when Taylor ain't there, Travis don't play well. True. I would take every Tyreek Hill over that you can take and jolt it into the sun. This guy's a competitor to begin with. Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. He wanted to get traded, granted. But this is a Tyreek Hill revenge game. And Tyreek Hill with a vendetta is a fucking terrifying thought. I agree. The The problem is the Tyreek Hill overs are insane. I mean, you may have to take I don't think it matters. yards over. I agree with you, though. It's how it's, it's, it's like Jokic point rebounds and assists at a certain point. It don't matter. You take the over. 
Um, you know, look, as for the game itself, I just, you know, I think Ramsey coming back is big because I just, uh, it's again, I, Mahomes finds a way to figure it out every year, but the receivers this year in particular, it just doesn't look like it's there. Um, last week they lost to Denver. They had a fourth down play that would have cut it to four points. I mean, Mahomes uh, fourth down, put it in Sky Moore's breadbasket. He just dropped the ball. And again, I just don't know who steps up. Tony, I think, still in the doghouse from week one. You know, is it McCole Hardman who they reacquired and, you know, showed some burst after they got him? I don't know. It's just the problem is Kelsey can beat you over the middle, but he's not the X receiver. And I just don't know if they have that guy who, when Mahomes is doing his thing and is scrambling in the pocket and creating magic, if they have the guy to, you know, get the spell on the other end, basically. So I don't know. I can't bet this game because I think the Dolphins are going to win, but I can't bet against Mahomes to lose two in a row, even if it's in fucking Germany of all places. Um, I had one more take, but I forgot it. Oh, one more take. Russell Wilson this year has more touchdowns, fewer picks, and a higher pass rating than Patrick Mahomes. I didn't know that. Whoa. Yeah. How's that for a boom statistic? Yeah. I, I mean, the Chiefs had the same problems last year, and they overcame it. Obviously, they won the whole thing. And, um, and I think their defense is better this year. And I, this year, they truly have a top five defense. Um, I, last year, I think they did it because they could run the football. Um, they haven't been as successful this year. The Dolphins are kind of middling in the run game. So I think that's the X factor. I think if they can run the football and work play action, like the rest of the league has to, that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think they can move the football against the a Miami defense that hasn't looked great, but you're right. Ramsey's in his second game. He should be settling in. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but the thing I keep coming back to is the thing we both said is, do we really see the Chiefs losing two games in a row against the Miami team that hasn't proven themselves against a decent competition? I don't know. Yeah, normally I'd say, like, throw this in a teaser, but the, the line, I think, is too close to even do that. Um, and both these offenses are too good. You could easily see this being a blowout either way. Um, hey, Chiefs are on a flight right now. That feels pretty bad, too. I have a quick uh, non-football-related but sports-related thing. Um, the Spurs just beat the Suns by 10 points, put up 132 points, and Victor against KD and the boys had 38 and 10. And and all the are the Suns healthy now? Is Book playing? Is Beal playing? Beal didn't play, but they had Booker and KD. Are, are we a Spurs podcast? You're You're clearly a Wemby guy. And I think I'm a Wemby guy. It's not even so much that I'm a Wemby guy. It's uh, I just thought that one needed to like be announced because this is like his fifth game in the league, and he just shit down two of the ten best players in the league's throat, basically. Yeah, I mean, hey, back to to promosexuals. Um, DraftKings is really trying to get people on the um, the NBA betting train, and they're giving out fifty percent to 100 percent profit boost on the nba every night so if you're an nba better i would i would uh i'd be all over that i have no idea who you should be betting chase it sounds like believes in the spurs but um but yeah i don't believe in the spurs let me make that abundantly clear um but victor is good yeah no I, he's at least fun to watch yeah i mean he lit up the suns tonight um all right to recap my picks Nebraska minus three versus Michigan State. OSU minus 18 at versus Rutgers. Ole Miss minus three versus AM, my lock of the week. Over 46 and a half in the Cowboys Eagles game. And Bengals minus one and a half versus the Bills. All right. I got two Pac 12 overs. Um, Cal at Oregon over 59 and a half. UW at USC over 76 and a half. Uh, and then my lock schmear of the week, I got Bama minus three versus LSU. And then two NFL games, Texans minus 22 and a half versus Bucks and Rams plus three at the Packers. You think Notre Dame beats Clemson this weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody who's watched ACC football knows that Clemson is not 
even really an average team. They're probably a below average ACC football team. The games that they've won, they easily could have lost, and they've gotten blown out in a lot of games against average teams. Um, I, I was on NC State last week. That was my only win. Um, I wish I took the money line. I believed in it, but I didn't have the the uh, the balls to, to really take it. Um, I would bet against Clemson for the rest of the year. I think their lines are inflated by public perception of, of Clemson being Clemson, when in reality you should think of Clemson as more like Miami. Okay, fair enough. Um, do you have any concluding thoughts? I'm going to give two sports media recommendations um, if you do not. No, I mean, my only concluding thought is that football's horrible. Um, the Giants suck. Wake Forest lost a horrible game to Duke tonight. <clears throat> um, my fantasy team is super average in all of my leagues, and I clearly can't get a, a bet right. So, um, so anybody listening to this, Hopefully, we'll continue to do bagels and locks, but uh, unless things turn around, I don't know that I can continue to stomach this. Uh, it feels like I just come on here to, to talk about um, my my embarrassments from the last week, and uh, it's getting hard. All right. Two, three quick things. One, um, look up Chris Broussard yesterday talking with Nick Wright. You might not be seeing Chris Broussard on television much longer. What do you say? word you can't really say on tv anymore all right starts with, starts with an r he called james harden that word Ooh. on Ooh. national television can't do that in 2023 two we were just talking about clemson listen to Dabo going scorched earth on the radio um of some guy who called into his radio show it is fucking hilarious this guy is so fucked not not the caller, Dabo. Dabo's losing it. He like one losing season where it's clearly his fault, and the guy goes off the rails. I mean, and it's where look, it's where I will give Dabo credit because it's like at the end of the day, they have won 10 games, 11 plus years in a row. You're allowed to have a dud every now and then, but you, you can't publicly go off on somebody in the age of social media. And this um, is like the third crazy press conference he's had in three weeks. I mean, the guy clearly can't handle losing, even though losing is his fault because he can't adjust to modern football. Um, I don't know. Does, is this the end of Dabo? Are we about to see him like go off the rails and he'll be coaching Liberty next year? I mean, I don't know about that, but you know, it's again, I said this week one, he's not after the loss to Duke. It's like everyone lost their mind. I'm like, he doesn't, he has not adjusted to modern college football at all. Yeah. I mean, and they have a bad football team this year, like a bottom half of the ACC football team. I don't know that we've ever seen a fall from grace happen this quickly. All right, and here's – I just saw this on Twitter. It has nothing to do with sports, but I just thought I would bring it up. Um, outside of the World Trade Center today, there was green sludge bubbling up from the ground. So, New York City residents, keep your eyes peeled. The Ninja Turtles may be coming to town any second. Hey, look, we we may be a, a pop culture podcast next week. So, Ninja Turtles coming back could be big for us. I'd be all for it. Um, a lot of fucked up shit in the world right now. And sometimes maybe we just listen to some turtle tunes and throw some ninja stars and eat some pizza. And on that note, with Davey Bagels, my name is Jason Zdorsky. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great weekend. Mm-hmm.